So what do you want in the future? You know, I want to have my own house. You know, I want to have a decent life. I want to have some control over this. I said, okay. So Japanese people love predictability. Right. They want to know that what will happen. Right, yeah, yeah. There's no surprises. Right. There's going to be really wonderful times and really terrible times. And just if you manage your expectations and just do the best you can, it's good enough. So happy. I'm, this, we have been. I've had you on this podcast more than anyone so far. Already? Yeah. I've enjoyed it too. My pleasure. Whenever, whenever I call you, you're ready to come. Of course. We're friends before. I love it. I love it. What have you been up to recently? Because we haven't seen much of each other. Right, we haven't right. been riding for a while. So, um, so we helping my daughter with her university applications. Okay. Because she's going to go to UK next year or this year rather. Right. Um, so I've been kind of helping her because, you know, she's a 17-year-old mm -hmm. and she doesn't really know what she wants to do. Mm -hmm. But we kind of force them to make a decision quite early. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, so we, so I, I kind of sit down with her and emotionally she tells me what she wants to do. Then logically, I'll tell her what she, how to get there. Okay. You know, yeah, so I said, so what do you want in the future? You know, I want to have my own house. You know, I want to have a decent life. I want to have some control over this. I said, okay, okay, no problem. I said, so you have to kind of choose a career path that will help you do that. I said, so what do you like? He said, I'm not really too sure. I said, okay, well, let's have a think about it. So she likes psychology. She likes kind of biology and chemistry and that kind of stuff. I said, okay, so let's have a look at a subject that kind of covers it all. So I did some research and then we found like a neuroscience. Uh, neuroscience, cognitive neuroscience is basically half medical, half psychological, how the brain works and this kind of stuff. And it, it was very interesting for her. So we kind of... Well, did you search, research this together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, I, I first did some researching and looked at maybe like the top 10 universities in the UK and see okay. what they offer. Okay. And then I kind of said, well, you know, here are some courses, have a look at it, what do you think? Then she had a look and said, yeah, it looks kind of interesting. Um, so then we kind of decided on like five potential universities in UK. So I mean like St. Andrews and Edinburgh and King's College London, Bath, these kinds of places. So all top 10 universities, right? Which is good. And uh, she studies IB, so her IB will finish this year. And her predicted grades were good enough so that we could apply to all of them. Um, so we have just got to wait and see. But she studies quite hard. So I've been doing a lot of that. That's been very, very important for me. Uh, and then we go through the, in UK you have a thing called UCAS, which is like a national um, university system where you apply to universities through UCAS. Right. Uh, it's, there's no SATs or anything. You look at A-levels or IBs. And then you basically uh, choose the universities and you submit like a personal statement about who you are and why you're interested. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit different to America where you don't have to write essays. You just have one personal statement. Right. Um, and then that's just basically circulated through UCAS to each of the universities. Now, this personal to. statement is like what? Um, yeah, so basically it goes about, about like who you are, uh, a little bit of life history, um, why, for example, you're interested in neuroscience, what things have you done that relate to neuroscience, mm -hmm. what things can you contribute to the course, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, these kind of things. So it's, it's okay, not right. an easy thing, but, it, but it's also limited on a number of words as well. Of course, right. So you kind of have to be a little bit. So in America, a lot more, for example, clubs and activities and things you've done but in UK it doesn't matter in do UK want to know? they don't really care they just look they basically look at what you're studying they look what about at your lineage uh, lineage not so much I mean like some of the universities in UK it is relevant some like of that, Ethan, uh, Ethan. yeah exactly exactly you can't right. get Harrow, in Eton, right, you know, right yeah so a lot of that it comes through families <laughs> right right you're I'm not gonna get in there no no, no. 
Not all. And also in Oxford, some of the universities, some of the actual, because your Oxford University is actually many universities together. It's not okay. just one, it's many, 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 many. Right. And some of them are more medical related and some, some of them are more related to the peerage, related to, you know, the family. The lineage, right? Yeah, they're basically brought in. So that's not, not too much of a problem. I mean, St. Andrews is, is, is where Prince William went to, to have mm. his studying, so that's no problem. So, you know, that, that's kind of the way it is. So in America, you do a lot more essays for each of the universities and you talk about all your activities, your basketball, your volleyball, but in UK, it doesn't matter. In UK, like, uh, we have a thing called the Duke of Edinburgh Award, which is kind of in, um, encouraging kids to go out and go camping and, and be kind of independent and stuff like that. So she puts that in and then she's part of the medical society and stuff like that. So we sent it all off and that was all okay. But then the next thing in UK, which is really weird, is that so... The, the course fees um, you have, your local and your international. So UK is one of the only countries that doesn't matter your nationality. It only matters your residency. So for example, even though my daughter has a British passport, is a British citizen, uh, she will still be seen as an international student because she hasn't lived in UK for okay. three years concurrently. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's similar in America, I'm not too sure. Yes. But the differences are quite big. I mean, like, for example, in UK, every university is a national university. There's no private universities. So fees are basically set. £9,600 for one year. Right. And if you're an international student, twenty-six to £29,000. So it's about three times more. But it's okay. It is not so much of a big deal. So we're, we're kind of petitioning some of the universities, you know, can, can you consider us as a local, you know, because I have a house in UK, because mm -hmm. we have intention to return, da 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 da, da. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot less international students, so the universities are really right. trying to get more money. So they're a lot less flexible on allowing that. So we applied to a few universities and a few of them have come back saying, no, it has to be international. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's no problem. Um, and that's kind of what we've been doing. And then personally, um, I, I'm a headhunter. So basically I'm a recruiter. Um, and uh, I, I've, the, the COVID has kind of affected my business quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not as, as what obvious. Field, what field are you in again? So, I mean, basically automotive, uh, right. medical devices, uh, wireless technologies, that kind okay. of stuff. So it's ni nice areas. So areas that I'm right. interested in are the areas that I work for. Because okay. uh, unless there's, there's that interest and there's, there's very little motivation, right? So I've been doing that. But, but it's been really interesting. So you can say, obviously, oh, you know, COVID, nobody can do anything. But not really. It's much more subtle. So Japanese people tend to be quite negative, mm -hmm. just culturally. The glass is always half empty, you know, yeah. And, uh, and getting the candidate, the male side, the actual the candidate to move is, is, is difficult, but it's possible. But the resistance comes from the wife, comes from the family. The wife will say, well, why are you moving during COVID? It's such a bad time to move. It's very risky, right? You know, yeah, because it, this, this risk always comes up in Japan society. I mean, the reason why they save so much of their salary is that they always feel that something is going to happen. And that really affects how their life is spent and, mm -hmm. and, and, and how successful they are is, is the fear index. Mm. You know, yeah, so, so you'll talk to some people and they'll say, you know, oh, yeah, I want to go when my wife isn't very comfortable with moving now. I say, okay, no problem, it's all fine. So I always say, have you talked to your wife yet? Have you talked to your wife yet? It's the first question. And if a wife is okay, it's okay. You know, yeah, so we've been doing that. The second thing is that many, many of the international, I work with international companies in Japan. So many of the international companies in Japan assume that, that everywhere is the same, you know, as their home country. Oh, of course, yes. You know, yeah, yes, I mean, you know, so America is the same as Japan. And, <clears throat> and when we put an advertisement on a company like LinkedIn, we'll get a thousand people. You know, but in Japan, you put an advertisement on LinkedIn, you get one. 
you know, it's just a very different culture where people are just not comfortable to apply. You know, they don't know anybody there and you know, that kind of stuff, right? So, so then we have companies that assume that, that, that the, the candidate pools are still the same size. So they still have very high expectations and, and they always want to see more candidates. But the fact of the matter is the pools are much smaller because people are just simply not willing to move. But, but why would they? You know, they work from home. Life is easy. You know, yeah, they go into the office maybe once or twice a week or month. Um, you know, the expectations of their workload is much less, you know, yeah. So why would they leave? You know, yeah. So obviously they leave because they've, they've lost their job or because they're very unhappy. But generally, but the, the, but the average person, life is not difficult now. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, so there's no real so reason So who's been hurt leave. the most in, in your field, mostly? So for me, initially, was automotive was a was disaster. Okay. Because if you look, think about a car, it's a very large purchase. Mm -hmm. And when people lose their confidence, they, the big things are things they stop buying first. You know, yeah. Like, for example, um, in, in Japan, um, the local tourist industry has been actually quite good. And, 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 and purchasing of, for example, of televisions. And uh, the smaller things have been really quite, quite active. Because people are not going to America on holiday, people are not buying a new car, so they'll buy a new set of golf clubs. Or a bike. Or a bike, right? I've so, seen know. a lot of right. bikes. You know, yeah. so, scooters. So, scooters. Yeah, so a lot of people don't want to go on the train anymore, so of course they'll buy scooters, they'll buy cheaper motorbikes so they don't have to go on the train. You know, yeah, so, so these things are kind of obvious, you know, yeah, but, but even at the best of times, Japanese people don't generally like to spend their savings really. So, so I work with some of the large Japanese OEM motorbike companies and the, the criticism is always, you know, why don't we have more sales in Japan? Because they're the third richest country in the world, there's a lot of income. And I said, yeah, but the problem is there's not a lot of disposable income. He said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, they have a lot of money in the bank, but they're always worried that something bad will happen. So they really don't want to spend it. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. Yeah. So, so even though they have lots of money, you think they'll, for example, in America or UK, you'll buy a second car, you'll buy a jacuzzi, you know, you'll have another motorbike or whatever. But in Japan, you'll just go and buy a golf club, right. you know, yeah. And, and, and even though they have a few million in the bank, they won't spend it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it, it's just think, the mentality. What, what do you think causes this reluctance? Because it seems to have been around Japan since right. the birth of Japan. I mean, what causes it? if you think about, I mean, culturally, I mean, you know, if we go back, you know, related to the Second World War and other things going forward. But the issue is that in Japan, the people have never had to worry. So everything has been managed and controlled and cared for. So from, from being born to dying, you basically have mothers. Okay. You have your, your mother that takes care of you. You marry a Japanese lady. She's your mother. You join a big Japanese company. They're your mother. So there's very little reason to be concerned or to worry about anything. Even though they make a lot less money, they know that every month they will get money. You know, yeah. So, so I was talking with a really good uh, friend of mine, a Japanese guy, who's a, a, a president of a big company here. And uh, we were saying that the reason why Japan succeeds, and, man, and even though salaries are very low, even though they've fallen behind many other countries, the reason why things are still good here is because expectation of a Japanese person is so low. You know, so, so for, to give you an example, if you, let's say, graduate from Harvard, mm -hmm. which is maybe related to Tokyo University in Japan, you have a minimum expectation of your life. You know, you have an undergraduate of a master's degree, you want a house this big, you want a beautiful wife, you want two cars, a jacuzzi, a jet ski. You know, this is the expectation, um, and this is what you'll strive for. But in Japan, not at all. 
in Japan, you'll meet with a PhD guy who maybe programs satellites for, you know, Japan's space agency, and he makes 5 million yen a year. And I say to him, why you don't make much money? And he goes, no, no, I make the same as the other people in the company. Oh, okay. But don't you feel a little bit unhappy? You know, because you, you went to university, Todai, best university, PhD. No, not really. Um, I, I did it because I wanted to study. I didn't do it because I thought I'd make more money. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. and then he lives in a tiny little apartment. You know, yeah, and I say to him, I say, are, are you, don't you want a bigger apartment? No, it's big enough. How about, do you want a car? No, no, I live in Tokyo. There's subways and trains. Oh, okay. How about holidays? Yeah, yeah, I go well, maybe once a year, it's fine. You know, yeah. There's very little expectation. Um, and that's, of course, a good and a bad thing. I mean, right. the good thing is, is, is that you have a satisfied population that doesn't really complain very much and can do a lot of hardship. And the negative thing is they never push themselves okay. because it doesn't matter how good you are. It goes by age. If you're 28 years old, you get paid 5 million yen. If you're 30 years old, you get 6 million yen. It doesn't really matter if you're brilliant or not, if you work harder or not. Everything is very average here, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And, and they realize that there's no real reason to push or to pull. Right, yeah, right. that's the way it is. That's very interesting mm-hmm. because the thing I've thought about, the risk part you were talking about, a lot of that I think is because of the type of real estate they have. Mm. Earthquakes, mm. typhoons, sure. tsunami. Right. And then they're always worried if there's an earthquake, the next big fear is the fires. Right, right. So I think that's one reason for mm. this generational belief of having something sure. and make sure you at least have six months worth. Right, right. Okay, because sure. it's going to take that long for us to get out of this. I think. I mean, I think that's in Japan. The key is predictability. Okay. So the key is they need to know: Will it rain tomorrow? If it is, I will carry my umbrella. So anything that's uncertain is really uncomfortable for 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 Japanese people in general. They don't have any control. So how how they kind of overcome that fear of control is is to over prepare. Right. Just in case. You know, yeah. So Japanese people love predictability. They want to know that what will happen. There's no surprises, you know? right. but of course earthquakes are surprises. They're always Hence, surprises, they and, they happen, and they happen often. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. They happen often, so sometimes more devastating than sure. others, but they expect Sure. So, so the problem is when you, when, when you basically are preparing things, you want predictability, then what the, hap- what the side effect of predictability is habits. You know, yeah. So Japanese people generally have, have habits. And what I mean by habits is, is that they'll wake up at exactly the same time every day, eat exactly the same breakfast, eat exact, take exactly the same train, you know, have exactly the same job, come home at exactly the same time. So, so uh, and some of the reason for that is, is that the, the job is so dissatisfying, unsatis- so, so really very boring and very monotonous. Yeah. yeah, right? So, that they, they, so the, the job, they get very little joy from the job. So they just want the job to go by, and then on the weekend they'll do something. Mm-hmm. So hence the habit is there's no requirement again for thinking. It's all very predictable. Mm-hmm. There's n- nothing unusual. There's no risks. Uh, if I go to work at this time, if I leave at this time, I'll get my salary every month, and that's good enough for me. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's very. So in other countries, we, we look at jobs as as, as being joyful, as right. being challenging, as being motivational, as you know, as giving you energy, giving you direction, giving you a challenge. But in Japan, jobs are not seen that way. That's true. You know, yeah. So many companies try to hire people. They don't quite get it. 
they, they think, oh, we'll give them more money, but they don't really want more money. It doesn't matter. You know, they yeah. Won't change, they won't yeah. change their right? behavior. Right? So, well, I mean, the money is important for the wife to make sure that they have the same money every month that they can, that mm-hmm. their life doesn't change. You know, yeah, but, but it, it's not necessary. So when you hire a person in Japan, you need to give them a story. Number one is you need to tell them why they're important. You know, yeah. And secondly, you need to tell them, because they're important, why their life is very stable. You know, yeah. And the third thing is, is that, you know, the company never fires people. You know, yeah, people stay with the company for a very long time. So there's never any risk. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And I think if you can sell more of a story-based, you know, to, to I mean, tell them why they're important. Not the income. The, see, the income to a degree is important. I mean, but, not but, that much, but right. only because some Japanese... So, for example, I, I moved a gentleman recently from a very large Japanese company to a, a pretty large American company. And his only reason for leaving was he needed more money. And the only reason why he wanted more money was his children were going to go to university from next year. So he had more cost. And he had got an Excel sheet out and decided that he didn't have enough. Mm -hmm. And that was the only reason. reason So I said to him, are you happy in your job? No. Uh, Have you been happy for a long time? No. I mean, you know, have you ever thought about leaving? Yeah, you know, but it's just a little bit, you know, difficult. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. And, and I say to them, I say, but wouldn't you like a better life? You know, yeah. So, so I'm looking at it from my perspective, a better life. Mm-hmm. You're right. but, 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 but for him, it's not. Mm-hmm. For him, he doesn't need to make double the money and work twice as much. That's right. You know, yeah. So, so right. this is kind of the area that we very often have is money mm-hmm. is an easy way. That's right. But the new generations don't want to work. They'd rather work half as ma- half the amount of time for half the money, and they'll be much more happy. And you'll ask a Japanese person, "What don't you want?" And they'll say, "I don't want to be like my father. I don't want to come home at eleven o'clock every night drunk. I don't. I don't want to be sleeping every weekend. I don't want to do that." You know, no, that. I'd rather work for half the money, and have twice as much private time to do my hobbies. You know, yeah. So this is a change, maybe not just in Japan, in other countries as well. So it's changing. So mm-hmm. then how do you motivate a person if money no longer becomes important? So Not then true. you say, oh, give them more time off, but COVID's given them more time off. It sure has. So how about, where, where do I work? Work from anywhere, but now they work from anywhere. So this is a real challenge for many companies, is how do you motivate a candidate now or, or an employee mm-hmm. to join and to stay? When many of the traditional ways of, of encouraging them are now given. Out, we're given, right. Yeah. On the flip side of that, yeah. how do you see foreigners that are here in Japan, what are their challenges for work, right. leisure, sure. just a lifestyle? Because sure. some of them come here expecting mm. that big piece of the pie. Sure. And some of them come here and just want to sure. enjoy Japan for Japan. I think. How do you see foreigners? The, the key is, is you have to look at, the, there are basically three or four types of foreign. Tell me what they are. You know, yeah. So, so you, have, uh, you have the one foreigner that, that will come here, for example, teaching English or something, and then will we'll basically migrate into a different job. You know, if they study Japanese, they'll, 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 they'll go into a different kind of job. You have another one, which is, of course, the expat, which are, you know, the, the presidents and the, and the CFOs and CEOs are brought over to Japan. Um, I mean, that's a little bit less now because in the old days, it was very difficult to find that kind of high level of like president or country manager that was able to kind of walk in the middle, you know, yeah. but now there's a lot of very capable Japanese people that, that really can, can be great presidents. So that's a little bit less. But I mean, European countries, Germany, Austria, France, they culturally, they're very rigid. Mm-hmm. So they tend to hire their own people because they want that culture to be everywhere, you know, yeah? So that's the second person. And then the third person, 
I mean, basically, is a person that came over to study in university, okay. be it a Montbouchot scholarship, you know, yeah, or other things where they've done master's degrees and PhDs, and invariably they'll stay here. You know, yeah, they'll stay. And then the third person, fourth person, is a person that comes through just as a means to an end. They're basically traveling around Asia, they come to Japan, they're teaching English for a year, they save up money and they go. You know, yeah, it's okay. No problem at all. They have no intention to stay here, and it's just a step. You know, yeah. So if you kind of break those down, so in a Japanese company, um, so I have a very good friend of mine, he's an Italian guy, he works in the automotive industry. He was working for an American company and joined a very large Japanese automotive company, but was very frustrated. And I, and I, and I, and I wanted to understand well, what, what was the main problem. He said, there's very little skill and very little imagination in this very large and famous Japanese company. And the only reason why they succeed is they have more people. So he said, you know, in another company, you have 10 people working on a project. In Japan, you'll have 100. Mm -hmm. He says, so it's not that they're better. It's just that they have economies of scale. They have so many people on the same kind of thing. So he joined the company, he was in the six months and left, you know, yeah. But if you're more flexible and more Japanese and love the Japanese culture, then working in a Japanese company is no problem. And this relates, I think, a lot to the Asian. Asian people in general, be it Chinese, be it Korean, be it Vietnamese, be it whatever. They, they tend to, to, to fit in reasonably well, um, but they tend to do uh, lower level jobs, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, because a lot of Japanese don't really want to do that. And then you have the, the really smart guys, you know, guys went to university here, and uh, they inevitably will join a Japanese company first and then move to a foreign company right. within a couple of years. You know, because they, they want to learn the business, understand things, get a relationship, and then they realize that they, they're not going anywhere. Because, you know, overseas, you work hard, you're promoted. In Japan, you're not. In Japan, you're promoted because you become 40, not because you're brilliant. <laughs> and because you're Japanese. Right, so there's a lot of frustration there. So then they'll know exactly right. And there's a lot of glass ceilings, but that's right. the same everywhere. That's true. You know, but so then they'll, they'll, they'll realize they can't really go anywhere. They, 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 their career is basically moving ahead very, too slowly. And so they'll join the foreign companies. And they're quite dynamic. They understand the Japanese side. They understand the foreign side. And they really are the power people. You know, yeah, because, um, because they, understand, they understand the balance. You know, yeah, if I do this, this will happen. You know, yeah, the relationship. But in Japan, if you do this, nothing really happens. There's no expectation that, 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 that there'll be some kind of a connection between the action and the outcome. You know, yeah, because everything is, is very normal and it's big teams and no one person is special. But when you're a foreign guy, you work in a foreign company, if you do a great job, it's recognized. You get a higher salary, you get promotion a lot faster, so there's a lot more motivation. So now, but there are a lot of Japanese now becoming like that. Mm -hmm. People that worked overseas, or people that maybe went to an overseas university, or people that have been in an international environment, they, they kind of get it, right. you know, yeah, but there's still not enough. But the problem is, American Europe assumes that they are this way. Right. They but they're do. not. They don't. They're not, you know, yeah. That's so I true. think uh, the expectations need to be managed. Those examples you just made, I've, mm. I know a couple of people that have done that. Mm. I, I know the story of one surgeon mm. who was living in France. Right. Japanese. Right. Came back here, thought he was going to revolutionize sure. the industry. Yeah. He's now basically attending, he's like a, a, an apartment manager. Yeah, because they won't give him a job. They won't let him into the society. Yeah, yet. same. I mean, we, uh, my daughter, we had a nanny for a very short period of time, and she was a lady from Poland. And she was a pediatrician, 
fully qualified pediatrician, brilliant woman, went to the top university in Poland. And she was a nanny here because she couldn't work. They wouldn't, they wouldn't allow, you but know. This was a Japanese guy. Uh, which is, he so was informed. Did he have Japanese a Japanese, Japanese license yes. as well? Wow. He was here and they wouldn't, he, he could not get in because he kept yeah. on sure. sticking up. Sure, sure, he was sure. that nail that kept on sure. saying, but yeah, let's yeah. do this, sure. let's try. And this, the group yeah. said no. So I, I remember and talking really to, um, in Tokyo American Club, a gentleman, a Japanese president mm -hmm. of a very large company. Mm -hmm. And I sat down with him and it was a really good conversation. He's a lovely fella. And, uh, but it, he, it, it changed quite quickly. So I said, you're very lucky. Why am I lucky? Oh, you know, because there's a lot more Japanese, you know, people now that have studied overseas that come back and they're, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're a bit more dynamic. Oh, no, never hire them. Why won't you hire them? Oh, they expect too much. And they also have an attitude. Right? And I said, but isn't that what you want? He said, oh, no, 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 no not at all. No. We, are, we have 98% of our population is the same. That's right. And I don't want them to think. I just basically want them to do things. And I said, well, that's okay if you look at Japan as, as its own little ecosystem. I said, but, but if you think about internationally, and, and international trade for you is very important, you have to think differently. But refuses. No, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't agree. I don't agree. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I'm doing okay. Well, they, but they look at their country and say... Neil, we, we live in a society right now that I was just telling someone the other day that just came back and he's now in quarantine. Right. He went to the U.S., came back. And the U.S. isn't really a good example because mm. I talked to one guy in Kobe mm. who happens to be from Prague or something. Right. And I said, I'm from the USA. And he said, oh, you mean you're from the U.S.S.A.? Ah. And I went, What's you know, you're about? probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. Because sure. I went there and you see all these people that are truly homeless. Sure, sure, sure. All these beautiful communities. Sure around all these homeless people in between, sure. everywhere. Sure. It's not confined to the big cities. Sure. And you think, wait just a minute, and the infrastructure just is not there. Sure. Then you come here, and I think Japan, outside of any other country on the planet, sure. for a big city, everything works. The people are yeah. conditioned yes. in a certain way. Um, you go into public toilets, sure. which you can't do anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. And they're clean. Immaculate. 7-Eleven immaculate. Clean. Yeah, McDonald's. You can't go to a better, you can't yeah, go yeah. to a good hotel yeah. in some of the countries. I agree. And find a toilet yeah. as clean as here. Yeah. And that says a lot yeah, about yeah. a country. I agree, I agree. I think they find themselves because of that risk, un, un, unwillingness to take risk, that they clean up real quick. Mm. And they keep things clean because they, they're ready to, right. that's like Kobe, a year sure. after sure, the sure, Kobe sure. earthquake. Who would know? Sure. I, I, I had a <laughs> conversation out, with so my daughter today in the car, and we were talking about, like, uh, you know, general democracy is a wonderful thing, but the danger is, is you give a lot of people a lot of power to make decisions that they're not really able to Too make. Too much. Right? Too much. So, so, what, so I said to my daughter, I said, look, um, the great thing about Japan is you have a very, very large middle class, a massive middle class. You know, yeah. And I said, the homelessness in other countries may be related to drugs or maybe related to, to, to family issues and stuff. But in Japan, it really isn't. In Japan, homelessness here, you know, a lot of people are much, much older. And then my daughter asked, mm -hmm. well, why are they older? I said, well, the biggest problem was during the bubble, many, many people migrated from the countryside, came to Japan to build many of these buildings and infrastructure and stuff. The bubble popped quite quickly, but there was no work back home. So they tended to stay in Japan. And Japan's in Tokyo, some, you mean? In Tokyo, right? Yeah. But they have to really... Really bizarre rules, like uh, you're not allowed to rent an apartment if you're over a certain age. Things you know, like yeah. that, right. So, so that, that's one of the reasons why you always have kids, not because you love them or want them, it's because they'll take care of you. And then as a gift for that is when you die, they get the house.
So it's, so it's really quite a logical and not really a loving relationship by any means, but it's a very logical way of doing it. So you see many, many homeless people that really are in quite a tough situation. They would work, but they need an address. They don't have a dress, so they can't work. So, it's, you know, and the social system in Japan is okay, but the biggest issue with Japan is, is that they, they, they tend to ignore. You know, you'll say to somebody, why did you see all the homeless people along the river? Oh, I didn't see anybody. No. So, so I know some, some people that, that are disadvantaged and homeless people. There's one particular gentleman that I, I cycle past sometimes. I'm just so sorry for him. So I buy him food. Every time I go by, I bought him clothing and waterproof jacket and sleeping bag and socks. And I said to my, my daughter, I said, but well, why? Why do you do that? And I said, well, he said, but maybe he doesn't need it. And I said, yeah, I said, but it's okay. You know, if I give the 10 people and two people needed it, it's enough. It's okay. I said, of course, there are people, you know, that, that will take advantage of the social system. I mean, and very often they're quite obvious. I said, but as a society, the hope is that you're helping them. So if you need help, they'll help you. This is kind of the way I think, mm -hmm. you know, yes. And I, I also selfishly, it makes me feel happy. That's true. You know, That's when, I, when I do right. something good, it's well, just as much do. for me. Yeah. You know, as, as it is for them. Right. You know, so we were like talking about, and say in Japan, you know, you have an amazing social system where you have a massive middle class and, and basically I said, but, but there is limitations. I mean, like in UK, you can claim unemployment benefit for many years, but in Japan, three to six months and it stops. That's right. You know, That's yeah. Right. You know, you have to be, you know, willing to try and find a job and stuff. Mm -hmm. so, so, so Japan is, they care for each other and they don't. You know, yeah, you think, oh, Japan is such a caring side. It really isn't. I mean, neighbors never no, talk we, to we each think, other, we, neighbors we never it, right. even speak to each other, never help each other. Families do, maybe countryside is different, but in Tokyo... It's they, different. They, they countryside don't. is different. Yeah, yeah. And they do speak because there's maybe few the people and they know each other. Well. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's a little different. It's different, yeah. but it's built on a whole different yes. system. And, yes. we, and it's an island mentality, yes. too, even though we don't think of it as an island. Sure, 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 sure. It's still an island. Absolutely. And I just find, for foreigners, for you and I, expats mm. particularly, and, and ones that have learn to enjoy this country. Mm. I was happy the Olympics didn't happen. Yep. <laughs> right. I was happy it didn't happen. I didn't want to have these foreigners come here and think they could live here ah, right. and create four years of havoc right. of trying to stay here afterwards sure, and sure, realizing sure. that sure. everything they tried for, no matter how much sure. money they threw to it, right. didn't work. Right. Then when they leave and after all of the stuff they leave and the bitterness sure. they, they spew out, mm. you and I have to right. deal with that. Sure. Everyone that sees sure. us, we ride our bikes, is going to think we're one of those guy jeans. Yeah, yeah, sure. But they didn't come, so it's been right. peaceful for us. Right. They right. still like us, the people. Sure. <laughs> you know, but, but, but the sad thing oh. is, you know, I, I remember the, the, the Winter Olympics, I think in Hakuba, many, many, many years ago. Okay. And I remember the government encouraged many of the local businesses to expand, to build new rooms. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and, and they all did that. They got many, many loans. And the re reality was there was very little business after the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the local, local people were really okay. in, in a lot of trouble, a lot, a lot of hardship. And, uh, and also with the Olympics, many, many shops were open, many hotels were done, you know. And, and, but, but rightfully so, I mean, it, it, that was okay because the, the, the Rugby World Cup was an incredible success. Was and I loved it, absolutely adored so it. It was so good, so good wasn't you know, it? yeah. And I loved that and I was thinking, oh, maybe the Olympics might be like that. Yeah, um, everyone so, did. You know, so that kind of came through. So yeah, so, so I, I think it was managed well in a very difficult time. Mm -hmm. I think the bigger challenge now is China with the Winter Olympics. That's right. Yeah, you know, I'm not really with so many people testing positive. I don't know how it's going to work. So, what do you think is going to happen with this COVID thing? How how are you looking at this in the big scale? Uh, are we going to get out of it? Now? Oh no, we're never. Continue... It'll be here for it'll be. This a is flu. really truly. It'll the be a new... flu. 
Yeah, like now we have, no, you know... We're always going to have masks. Oh, oh, well, in Japan, they always make you wear a mask anyway. Anyway, no, anyway. No, it won't be a mask. So what's going to happen is, okay. is that it's going to become just like a flu. You know, it's going to be, pandemic is going to be endemic, right? So right. so basically, it'll be a lot less severe because we've got a lot more antibodies, we've, we've got vaccinations, whatever that might be. Okay. I mean, I think lifestyles will forever have a forever changed. I think people won't travel as much. People won't go out as much. I think that's just the new norm. You know, yeah, so we have to, the businesses have to change the way they do things. Okay. You know, yeah, but that's okay. I mean, ch change is not a bad thing. And to be honest, we in the old days of flying to Europe for one day for a meeting, flying back was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So now it can be done by Zoom or other things right, like that. Right, right. So it's going to be with us for a long time. And, and I don't think we'll, we'll ever really be comfortable. You know, so, so many of the very, very large gatherings of people, a lot of people won't be comfortable to go there. Mm -hmm. I mean, but to be honest with you, I mean, you know, you have certain seasons now. So you have your flu jab, um, mm -hmm. and it can be one of two or three different flus, and you're not really too sure, and very often the jab you get is not the one you need because they bought it a year before. That's okay. And you might find the same thing with a COVID-based illness where, right. where you'll have a, a, a COVID jab once a year. Do you have any intentions of going leaving Japan? So, I mean, so I, my, my work is here. Uh, and everything. So I'm going to leave Japan to take my daughter to the university in the summer okay. in UK. Um, you know, we'll go over there for one or two months and stuff. So that's really it. Traveling, we don't travel as much. I mean, obviously, because it's such such a pain when you come back into Japan. But it's nothing like Hong Kong. Hong Kong like three weeks. It's three weeks in Hong Kong. <laughs> Two or three but weeks. Australia, I don't think you can even get into Australia. Yeah, New Zealand can't get in either. You can't even get in. If you, and also, if you're a New Zealand citizen, you can't get you in. You can't get in, right. If you left, <laughs> yeah. sorry know, yeah. about that. So I mean, like, so... So I, I'm okay with the COVID thing. I, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I think vaccinations, I mean, it, it's not, you understand the vaccination is not really, it doesn't have to be just for you. It's also for the people, people around, around you. You, right, you know, yeah, course. that's just kind of the way it works. And people say masks don't really work. Well, it's okay. It just makes people feel comfortable. That's right. You know, it, it's like an airbag in a car. It's like a seat bag in a car. It's like wearing a helmet on a bicycle. It's just the way it is. That's right. Okay, you know, so there's no reason to fight against it. It doesn't kill you. It's okay. Right. Um, you know, yeah. So, but the thing is, I mean, some of the things I don't see any point to, for example, is now with COVID being everywhere, testing is kind of pointless. You know, so the money spent on testing should be spent on other things. But don't you think, okay, for example, before they just had this most recent yep. outbreak, just before the elections, I think it was something like 6,000, then sure. it dropped down to what, sure, 60 sure. or something? Sure, sure, sure. Wasn't that because people just said, look, I don't want to be quarantined. Yeah, of course. And I'm not going to. So they followed Trump's advice. Sure, sure, sure. If you stop testing, you won't have so many. <laughs> but, but I mean, to be really, really honest with you, I mean, so I initially, where it's just beginning, testing is absolutely essential, you know, yeah. But once it's in a country, and it's, it really doesn't accomplish anything, right? So, 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 so this is kind of the important thing, you know, is that there are phases in every disease or every you know epidemic that, that need to be adhered to very strictly mm -hmm. you know but but as soon as uh, as it's be as it's become a pandemic where many people have it and, and many people will have it because it's basically impossible to avoid you know yeah i mean the, the only good thing about testing is it slows down the number of people being found to be positive okay but the problem with omicron now is that even though it doesn't have anywhere near the serious side effects it doesn't many many people are not able to go to work 
so many doctors and nurses and bus drivers and policemen are, are basically not allowed to go to work. So because they have, yeah, crime, because they have it, right? They have it, but even they're though they're not, they're not, you know, right, being right. affected. And this is having a massive impact socially, right? So because the, that's know. just the new rules we've set up. Yes, and yes, the thing yes. is, we didn't do that with flus sure. in the past. Sure, sure, we didn't sure. do that with anything else. Yeah, it's yeah. like a cold. They said this is yeah. similar to a cold. Yeah, same as right SARS now. and MERS and, yeah. and, and, and AIDS. Yeah, yeah. People weren't locked up. Sure, 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 sure. They weren't put into, you know, they just told to restrict what you're doing. Yeah, it's kind of interesting but so when you're a politician you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't but what's behind this i mean is there anything behind it do you think it's just the way it's, it's just political it's just politics has nothing being to politicians. i'm throwing up a few things it doesn't have anything to do with um the wealthy it doesn't have anything to do with the new currency it doesn't have anything to do with because we have you know now everyone's doing going into cryptocurrency yeah, yeah. and the nfts sure which is going to be this new virtual sure. worlds the meta world I mean, I again, I mean, again there's two kinds of people. person that, that is happy to conform and, and another person right. that resists it. Okay. It's just the way, the way you're built. I think it is. We're going to tell you. You know, yeah, I mean, I don't really think it's a wealth thing so much. Okay. I mean, you know, if you look at the, the COVID and stuff, it affects people with money without money. Um, in the earlier stages, maybe if you're more wealthy, you can get better medi medical care. Mm -hmm. I mean, in America, there's no there's no national health service, right? Mm -hmm. So th this is this is the weakness of America, is that uh, if there's any possibility that a person would have to pay, then they would never go to the hospital. Right. They're you know, yeah. You know, right. so, so this is kind of an issue. You know, yeah. From my perspective, and, and this is kind of the American way, where sometimes I, I really wonder how America works. So, you know, and, and I've come to the conclusion that. Everybody believes that there's a chance of becoming wealthy. There's a chance of being successful. And so they're, they're willing to endure really, Harsh really conditions. terrible things. Because they, 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 they still have a dream that they can be. They can well, make they've it. been told that all the right, time. Because right. the person gets to this sure. says, my baby was, sure. you know, born sure. with a cleft foot. Right, and, right, right. And, and I had no money. My husband beat me every day. Right, and right, right. Now I'm a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so you keep on hearing those I have stories. a friend who lives in Seattle, and he said that it's absolutely disastrous there now. It's disastrous it's just, all know, over the U.S. You know, yeah. California, so, more so, I think, right. in the places like Florida, because sure. they can live outside right, easier. Right, right. But in the other countries, after a winter or so, they're, they're done. Yeah. They say, well, clean that up real good. Yeah, I agree. They're so, done. I mean, it's just that, uh, again, I mean, so I talked to a very good friend of mine, again, in America, and he said, like, why should I give any of the money I make to help somebody? Why? They can help themselves, you know. Yeah. Well, why would I have to pay more tax for national health? Why? Why doesn't he just go and work? You know. Yeah. I said I, I understand that completely. I said, but the way that cultures and, and society no, no, works he's, he's is, me. is you know, you, you you need to there's the, there's the the weak and there's there's the strong and there's the there's a society. You know, you know, there's a group. You know. But I mean, like, so it's just different. You know, the different way of thinking. I think. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I find the U.S. when I go there, I think. I feel fearful when I'm in the U.S. Sure, sure. And I think most people that go there, I don't care who they are, sure. they have that sense of fear because they know it's like going into uncharted waters Waters when you know that there could always be a shark there with mm. a gun mm. and be willing to use it. Sure. And he may not be an adult. Sure. Oh, so, absolutely. So yeah. if you're in an environment like that, sure. you know that sure. is the rule. Yeah, so my one rule with the universities, my daughter, was that she was, she was not allowed to apply to American universities. <laughs> You know, so we looked at Canada, and we, we so. But even Canada's. I, I know, started. but it's nowhere near. You know, I know I mean, that. You know. But who can be anywhere right, near that? I know, I know. But it spills over to sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. So we decided, like, uh, the, the, so the, the culture of America is a very unique culture, uh, and my my biggest fear is that people are so 
emotional about everything and very often quite violently so and I never understand how it can be so so clear so polarizing you're this or you're that you know, or else, you know, or else. You know, you're massive or you're small you're tall or you're short there's nothing in the middle in America it's always you, you, you're one or the other and this, for me, is very confusing to me. You're either rich or you're poor. You know, yeah. I mean, you're overweight or you're underweight. You know, yeah. I mean, I just don't understand why there has to always be someone. Because there's so many incremental points along those, those two poles, right? And, and I don't understand why it has to be mm. that way. Mm. Why, you know, if it's, if it's politics, Democrat, Republicans, why do they have to be so polar? Because many of them, there's many common policies and common, you know, hopes and ambitions for, you know, society. So I don't understand why. Mm. Why is it so polarizing? It sells, it brings attention. I think America's the biggest selling agency in the world. Sure. They know how to market mm market market sure. they've done that in the sure. media and everything sure, else sure, sure. so they know that nobody likes average sure 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 no one does right but you've got to have right. the good and the bad and they keep on using those two but this is the star this wars is, yeah this is the ex <laughs> this is the expectation problem again right right is that when you have an expectation it has two outcomes happiness or unhappiness simple you know, yeah, so if you have an expectation that you need to have a life just like your neighbor, if your neighbor has another car, you deserve another car. You know, yeah, so if you have this expectation, what it means is you're just very unhappy a lot of the time. You're buying things you can't afford, you're living places you shouldn't be living, you're doing things you shouldn't be doing. You know, yeah, so I truly believe in America there's so much unhappiness. You know why, too? You know, I took my son through a tour, my third son, the one that did get married mm. and we went from the east coast to the west coast and when we got to california he started talking the way that you did you're right. talking right now about how unhappy everyone mm. is i said let me ask you a question lonnie have you really paid attention to what you see every time you're watching television here mm. he said no i said let's turn it on right now and we did and i said let's not watch the shows so much let's right. watch the commercials sure 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 every commercial sexy you know the girls in nice Yep, tight butt, this and that. Sure. Or you have bad breath, or yeah. underarms bad, yeah, yeah, or you yeah. have a dimple, yeah, this yeah, and that. Yeah, for sure. Your teeth aren't bright enough. Sure. You're never good enough. Right, right, right. There's something, and you got to take this, this, or this right, right. to get there. Sure. So you go to bed thinking, do I have folding skin under my neck? <laughs> right. You know, because they just got through telling me that's all you hear all the time. Now, then you have the shows that dramatize this. Sure, sure, sure. You have the police stories, you have the doctor stories, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have everything sure. that add to all this commercialization sure. you have. Yet in Japan, what kind of commercials you have? Oh, she, nah. <laughs> you know, and this and that. They're not you know, telling you how bad you are. They're so happy. They're you know, always yeah. happy. You know, and, it's, it's, yeah. and then you look at what backs it up. Sure. Look at how beautiful Mount Fuji is. Yeah, we yeah. see Mount Fuji yeah, every yeah. day, but yeah, it's beautiful. And look at sure. the Sakura. Every year, yeah. same Sakura. And Huh? They take a meal and it could be curry rice and everybody is so happy. You have you have cooking shows, you have you travel shows, happy. right? So you go to that job. Sure. But this is the way it was in America in the sixties. In the fifties, no fifties, fifties, fifties. It was just 60s. like that, right? That's how it was. Yeah, Everyone yeah. was happy. Everyone had sure. two car garage. So why did it, change? it was nice because it doesn't sell. Sure, sure, sure. You get to a certain thing and doesn't sell. Right. But you know, Europe didn't change. Mm. Yep. Because they're all history. Sure. So. So again, we were talking to my daughter, saying like, you know, isn't it amazing? My, my wife will ask a question when we're watching a movie, and I'll just, just go on the internet and find the answer. 
you know, yeah, when was the first Top Gun movie out? Oh, it must have been 40 years ago. No way it wasn't 40 years ago. Oh, no, 36 years ago. I can find it immediately. I say to my daughter, you know, you're very lucky because when I was in university, we go to the library uh, at 11 o'clock at night for the one book, and that one book was out. Right, you know, I said, you know, but now you can just do everything. I said, but the danger for you now is, is not, is not information, is, is, is it real or not? Or As, knowing yeah. what to look for. And yeah, knowing what yeah, to ask. They sure. don't, they're not taught what sure, to look sure, for. Sure, sure. It's beneficial for you and I. Yes, yes, yes. You know why? Because we had the analog. Sure, sure. And we know how to turn a screwdriver. Right. Because even if they see it on YouTube, mm. they have no concept right, right, right. of what they're looking at. You and I do. Right. That's why I say our children represent our past, right. not our future. Sure. But I also believe that, <laughs> that hardship is absolutely essential. For anything. For anything. You, if you because, don't fail, you, know, you will never succeed. Because sure. when I, so when I, in my job, I, I tend to hire people that, that will be older who have families um, because they've been through something. You know, yeah. And then when things are good, they know it's good because they've compared it to something else. And when things are bad, they think, well, it wasn't as bad as before. When I hire a younger person, they believe everything should be given to them, that they're entitled to everything. Um, and then when something bad happens, it's, it's cataclysmically bad. And when something good happens, it's, yeah, why, why wouldn't it be that way? You know, so I said, I said you, you know how lucky you are? I don't feel lucky. I said, you're kidding me, right? I said, I, when I first started recruiting, we didn't have emails. We do fax machines. We'd be waiting by the fax machine for the offer to come. And, and we'd be on the telephone. Things, and you had to mail to people. Yeah, we didn't have portable, I sound like an old man now, so I'm a father. But it's true. You know, yeah, I mean, this is the way it was. You know, so everything I see now, uh, it's like, oh, this is really good. This is cool because I, I understand. You to compare with. Yeah, I understand why it's there. I understand why it was invented. But 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 here it's just like, well, what's a fax machine? I said, let me explain to you. When I was in university, was when they first brought the fax machine out, and the monumental event was it became legal to send the document via fax. That's right. That's this was a key chain, key turning point for 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 data where you didn't have to have a solid. You know, yeah, I said, you know, so understand that now you take it for granted. Now, let me ask you this, Neil. Does your daughter have any of those problems? So my daughter doesn't follow any social media at all. She has no Facebook. She has no, because she doesn't like it. For her, it's just so annoying and so stressful. But you know why it's probably so annoying and so stressful? Because she has a father that's planted those seeds sure. of knowledge in her head to sure. make her start thinking about what yeah, she's actually absorbing, she's what she's very, paying attention to. She's a very smart girl. Yeah. She's a, I'll, I'll, say, I'll know, go as far as to say yeah, father and mother. You know, but, you know, but she's a very smart girl and, and, yeah. I, and I let her... So I'm a firm believer that they... I, I want to help my daughter. So what that means is I don't take away anything from her. I basically give her choices, you know, yeah, and, and, I, and I want her to make the decisions because ultimately she's the one that will live with them. If she makes a mistake, then I'll step in and, and put another point of view. So, for example, the university, she was struggling because she didn't have a focus. She didn't really know. So she, she, was, she, she knows she loves science. So she's biology, mathematics and chemistry. Mm -hmm. This is what she's chose. So she's already chosen kind of a field. But what field? Medicine, uh, engineering, you know, she didn't know. And she was thinking incredibly emotionally. Oh, I love psychology. It's such a cool area. I said, but it's not, you can't make that much money doing it. It's kind of a hard thing to do. And then she said, oh, I want to become a plastic surgeon. I said, fantastic, make loads of money. I said, but realistically, you have to have 10 years under the belt of medicine. You'll do your six years or so of regular schooling. Then you'll go into hospital. Then you'll, do, then you'll specialize. I said, so realistically, before you become a plastic surgeon, it's 10 years of your life. Are you willing 
to spend 10 years of your life and does dad have enough money to, to pay for you for 10 years of your life? So, you know, so this is when I kind of stepped in and gave her a few different kinds of ideas. Mm, yeah. But I never told her what to do and what not to mm, do. Mm. Um, you know, Japanese mothers tend to be a lot more direct. They, right. they believe that their daughter is the way they are because of them. Because they woke them up every morning. And I, I, I believe, so I said to my daughter, I said, I said you know, mum and dad love you tremendously, but, you know, mum, mum, I, I trust you 100%, mum doesn't. I said, but it's okay. So mum believes that she has to step in and make sure you're okay. And I believe that you'll make the right decision, you know, given a little prod here and there, but ultimately you'll figure it out. I said, this is a European way of thinking, and this is a Japanese way of thinking. It's okay. But it's also a male way of thinking and a female oh, way maybe, of thinking. Maybe. Because what you're saying to me is this. You're not a female, mm -hmm. so there's a lot of stuff you're going to tell your daughter. You're going to figure it out because <laughs> sure. you could never figure it out. Right. Now, if, it were, if she were a boy, sure, sure, sure. your wife would be saying, right. He's gonna figure, let him figure it out, Neil. You yeah. say no. No, no. Hit mm. yeah. <laughs> him upside the head. Let him Hard figure life. that out. Yeah, it's the you way it was. You say that's what happened to me. Sure, sure, sure. That's why he's gonna yeah, turn yeah. out to be no better than me or just as yeah, good yeah. as me. Exactly, exactly. Up to that. Yeah, Listen, yeah. what kind of advice mm. can you leave us with sure. that you want to wrap this up with? I mean, about your daughter or about the COVID situation, about recruiting, sure. about the next time you're gonna come on the podcast. I mean, like. <laughs> I, 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 believe, I believe that everyone needs to be responsible. I, I, I hate the way that, that these days there's escapes from everything. You know, you're overweight, but you take this pill, you become thin. You know, yeah, you, you're doing a bad thing, but if you do this, it'll be okay. I, I hate those easy fixes. I don't believe there's any such thing as an easy fix because very often fixes come from yourself. You know, that, that's my first thing. Second thing is please take responsibility. You know, I say to my daughter, I said, everything you do has an effect on you and has an effect on other people. So you need to view it from those perspectives always, always, always. You know, it's like I went, I, I went to um, a restaurant. There was a Japanese family. The kids were running around making lots of noise. I got very angry. I said to, said to the family, this is your responsibility. What your kids do at home, I don't care. But in the restaurant, they act properly. If they don't, please leave. You know, yeah. <gasps> You this know, was a, a Japanese restaurant? Just a regular Japanese okay. family restaurant, you know, yeah? And, and sure enough, the kids they stopped. Sure did. I bet you, you know, they yeah. did. And, I, and I'm thinking that <laughs> everybody else in, in the restaurant was thinking this, but nobody ever said it. No, they won't. Because they didn't know whether they should, and they were not sure, no, not you know, you do, you know yeah, right? No. But, but this was kind of my job. So the third thing is like, is like it's not going to be a wonderful life. There's going to be really wonderful times and really terrible times. And just if you manage your expectations and just do the best you can, it's good enough. It's okay. You know, it's okay. You know, yeah. And as you get older, friends become more important. Because when you're younger, you're invincible. But when you get older, you realize the people around you make a big difference. So that, that's when she gets older, you know, yeah. So that's it. That's the advice that's I have. <laughs> Neil, thank you so much, man. Pleasure. My pleasure. I always Thanks appreciate so much. this, man. Thank you so much. I always appreciate this. Sure. <laughs> All of you watching this podcast, remember to press like, subscribe. Never forget, it's all on loan. Continue to reach for the stars. And you're too blessed to be stressed. <laughs>